Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. What's the reason organizations have agile coaches and scrum masters at the same time? Um, so I, again, I have a very unpopular opinion on this. Uh, I think it's because the organizations are making a significant mistake and they don't understand what a scrum master actually is. Uh, and actually, Todd, I think you agree with this. The scrum master is the agile coach of the organization. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of organizations instead have created these hierarchies. Well, we have an agile coach that works with outside the team. We have scrum masters that work inside the team. And what they've really done is diminished the scrum master to an, ad, an admin, right? They've diminished their, their role considerably. Uh, and meanwhile, the agile coaches have no skin in the game for delivery. And then they get to become life coaches. <laughs> and I just... I don't find that model to be fulfilling. I think a lot of it stems from, well, we have this scrum master with 10 years of experience and they're going to leave if we don't pay them more, but we can't pay them more unless we give them a different title and they don't want to be a senior scrum master. Agile coach is the next step. So it's almost like an administrative thing. So there's lots of ways we get here. Um, I just think it's an anti-pattern. If you're a scrum shop, I don't understand why you have agile coaches. Your scrum master is the agile coach to the organization. I feel like I go in a little bit of a, like, I feel like I could take this too far with this conversation, right? I, I, I don't know. And I don't know where this is all going as an industry. I feel like we're an inflection point. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we have some companies that have been struggling um, using Agile and adopting Scrum for years, only to find out that their, uh, their organizations haven't changed at all, right? They just put put uh, they just say they're doing agile and they do these things and they have agile coaches and because they're paying agile coaches and we're paying them from big consulting firms that it's working out and it's not um but i don't, I don't know if i want to continue this rant Ryan, but <laughs> but i think that uh i think we really need to start to take a firm look in the eyes and say is agile working here uh, and if it's not, what do we need to do to do that? Uh, um, obviously, our first step in answering that question is going to tell you to take a deep look and start to understand what evidence-based management is and start working towards that. We, we truly believe that that is going to um, unlock 
the answer to the question is agile working. Was it worth it here? And if not, how do we, how do we, how do we move forward? Um, yeah. and by the way, that's going to be a very fact driven conversation that may not be easy to stomach. Right. And something that you and I talk about regularly is that people do not respond rationally to data, although we wish they did. And so as you start looking at has Agile worked here, and if you're at one of these banks that's invested hundreds of millions of dollars or an airline that's put you know half a billion dollars into a, a transformation and you have real data that says we've gotten nothing tangible out of it, that leads to really bad good, interesting, however you want to label them situations um, that people may not respond rationally to. Is that yeah. where you're, you know, you're I said that to Dan, you remember that that whole thing started like two years ago when Dan was like, yeah, you know, if you give people, Dan Vacandi, if you give people data, it makes a more rational conversation. I said, Dan, I think it's absolutely the opposite. No, if you give factual data and have a conversation based on fact, people tend to act irrationally because we hope something works out the way that we want it to and hope is not a strategy. Right. No. And so, um, I, I was so cynical, but, uh, and, 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 and since then I'm, I'm, you know, uh, we, we've, we've seen it, um, seen it a bunch. Yeah. I mean, in, in all different areas, we've seen where the infusion of data has caused irrational reaction. And so we now tread lightly, um, and we try to make sure that um, when we're infusing data into a conversation, there are goals and stories and a narrative wrapped with it that, that's leading in a direction that's good for the organization and not blaming or trying to demote or diminish. Um, it's a very it's a very careful it, it's got to be a careful, calculated thing. To Todd's point, you don't throw data out and hope it changes opinions. You need to be crafting a narrative and using it in, in with goals and strategy and trying to really make these, these positive shifts. It's, it's becoming an art <laughs> more than a science. Wouldn't you say Todd? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But also in that cautionary tale, don't make the data fit your narrative, drive a narrative based off of the data. It's easy to do. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and scrum on.